All right, hour number two on a Friday. You just let that Curtis Mayfield wash over you. It will solve all your problems. Uh, Even all this intense heat, Curtis Mayfield will make you cooler. I promise. I hope you are staying nice and cool today. Mix in some beverages. Mix in maybe uh, one of the, uh, you know, wet like an ice towel. Like you get one of those towel things and you dip it in there and you put it on the neck. Feels good. Kids, if you don't know that, the the old folks like us will tell you, shade and something cool on your neck. You get those two things, pretty good day. Pretty good day. And for all you little bastards out there on the golf course that haven't started looking for this for the shade yet, oh, you will. You will. <laughs> I'm Chad Hastings. Ty Henderson and Jacob Standard hanging out with me today. Isaiah is on a little long weekend of vacation. He and his wife are headed to South Carolina. Hopefully they're already there. There's family that they're visiting in South Carolina. I hope it's not too steamy and humid for them, and maybe they're getting some good seafood or that other kind of barbecue. It's not bad. It's just not better than ours. But that Carolina barbecue, <laughs> it is pretty good. I, I'm a fan of it. That's like the mustard sauce. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh yeah. I dig it. I don't dig it more than Texas barbecue. So would you consider salt lick? But I enjoy it. Carolina barbecue, though? Um, Since the sauce, do, we, do we base that off the sauce, or is it? There's, I mean, so- there's a lot of factors to it, obviously. But I never would think of it that way. But their sauce does kind of point that way a little bit. It's mustardy. Yeah, yeah, mustardy. yeah. Yes. Oh, really? Then I love Carolina barbecue. Their sauce kind of yeah. heads yeah. that way. But I enjoyed the time when we did. When I got to go to the South Carolina game, we talked our way into a couple of tailgates, and they were busting out that barbecue. It was good. It was really good. Pulled pork with the yeah. mustardy kind of vibe to it. Very the big pork. Pork butt yeah, cultured up there. Exactly. I liked it. All right. So we hope you are having a great Friday. Uh, all flex watch list with the quarterbacks coming up here at 130. Where are we at in society at 145? We'll come up with something there with uh, with Zay gone um, for today. And again, Zay and I Zay will be back on Tuesday and we'll have our last show on Tuesday. Gotta talk about the Big 12 and Colorado and all that stuff. Cowboys, Longhorns, it's all been mentioned. Um, I did want to start this hour with a tribute, and it's one I wish we didn't didn't have to do, but I feel like we do. So this will turn the and we'll yeah, so let me take it behind the curtain a little bit and we'll get it started in a second. But the other day, and this is like all the stuff is going on about what's gonna happen at the station and all these different things, and people are freaking out, and there's meetings about this and that, and oh my god, did you see what the oh on some Twitter and was it there and what the, there's all these little things everybody's trying to figure out about what's going on with the station. So then we had our we had like a normal meeting, and then I get asked to be a part of a like a Zoom call meeting. I'm on one side, two or three people, and it was just this real quick meeting, and I just thought, oh, this is added information. Added information, and they're going to tell me something really important that I need to know, and then I'm going to disseminate it to somebody else. And then I saw the look in somebody's face, and I saw these tears, and I thought, this isn't radio. This isn't this is something else. And then um, one of my favorite people in this business, Christina, is the one who said the words, Eric Kruger died. And it was whatever analogy you want to use the punch in the gut stabbed you in the face I mean it just it was so terrible um so Eric is a guy that's worked you know in the business for like 30 years and he was back with us and had been for a little while um you know producer uh, running the board running games all kinds of stuff he's done music shows and all kinds of stuff so our guy Dave Howard shout out to Dave in the cave he decided we needed to put together a tribute and uh, those that those of us that knew Eric and worked with him thought it was a great idea. So here is the tribute, rest in peace, to the great Eric Kruger. And again, shout out to his wife and everything. But we uh, got some messages put together uh, for uh, for him. So uh, sadly, it is uh, it is goodbye to uh, to Eric Kruger. The Austin Radio Community and Austin Radio Network lost a beloved member of our team this month. You may not have known his voice, you may not have known his name, but Eric Kruger was behind some of the biggest names and broadcasts in the city over the last 30 years. A look back at one of the boldest and most humble men in the business by those who worked closest with him, Eric Kruger. This is Chad Hastings. First and foremost, to Eric's wife and family, we wish you nothing but the best. We are thinking of all of you. It was such a punch to the gut for us to hear about this we cannot imagine what you're going through it was just horrible to hear Uh, worked with Eric for many years in a couple different spots and we were so glad to have him back in the building 
at ARN, and he was excited to be back. First and foremost, when I think of Eric, I think of heavy metal music. He's the guy that turned Isaiah and I on to Iceberg Slim's album. We were just blown away uh, that he knew all that stuff. So it was incredible to talk music with him. He was always so passionate about whatever he was talking about, whether it was entertainment or uh, something musical, something in sports that he'd heard. I remember when I was doing Longhorn basketball games for the women's team, uh, you'd be traveling, trying to set everything up. You had to be the tech on the far end of it on road games specifically and so who whoever was on the board producing the game was a big deal so when I heard the name of the person producing it would change my attitude sometimes and if I heard the name Eric Kruger I knew I was in good hands I knew things would be run correctly I knew everything would time out right and then I could go to worrying about all the other stuff and I didn't have to worry about you know the production element so God bless you, Eric Kruger. Rest in peace. We are going to miss you, and we'll always think about you. You were incredibly impactful in the Austin radio scene. Everybody that's worked with you will never, ever forget you. Rest in peace, Eric Kruger. Round Rock Express play-by-play announcer Mike Capps. Children of radio share a special bond, just like a family. Eric Kruger and I were those children and had so much in common that way. We cut our teeth listening to Wolfman Jack on our transistors and listening to 50,000-watt radio stations from across the U.S., booming into East and Central Texas with rock and roll music and news and sports. A dream come true. The respect we shared for each other's walk in this business moved to friendship, to a kinship, offering us freedom to talk frankly about each night's Round Rock Express baseball broadcast, which music beds we'd use and where we'd place express promotional pacers used during a night's play-by-play. From his years working with me, he instinctively knew how I wanted the broadcast to sound. He also knew, because of our mutual trust, that he had great latitude, especially when I was on the road. And he constantly blew me away with his music bed surprises. Eric Kruger's knowledge of musical superstars in their hometowns was second to none. Oklahoma City, now that was a different deal. It proved problematic until late, late one night in an extra innings game in Oklahoma City, he fired up between innings, Texas fight? which thrilled fans in Austin and Round Rock, of course. But I got more than a few uncensored emails from Sooner fans on that one. Eric loved all the shows he produced and the people he worked with. I'm prejudiced, but I think he loved the Express most of all. You know, as a friend of Eric's, you loved Eric most of all. You see, in this day and age of use them up and spit them out, you do not replace Eric Kruger. Sure, I wish and you wish he was still here, but you remember him and rejoice in the life he lived And you thank God in heaven you had the chance to know him and to learn from him and love him. Godspeed until the other side, my noble friend. Until then, Cappy says, adios for now. Voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way. My first memories of working with Eric Kruger came back, obviously, across town in the days of doing Longhorn games. And there was always this settling environment, this settled atmosphere whenever... Kruger was on the board. We we'd said, hey, he's got it. He's he's on the board, and I didn't have to worry about a lot of things. There was always that. But then I got to learn more about Eric over time when he was uh, the producer on my show across town as well. And I found out what a great sense of humor he had, how highly intelligent he was, and how he also cared about things. And he could just drop a line on you that would just change your perspective on something or fill in a blank that you didn't know existed well you know that guy he uh he also starred in and would name off an obscure movie you hadn't heard about uh he was great on all of those things but most importantly uh, eric kruger was a man who cared about his craft he cared about what you were doing on your end and he would do whatever he could to assist you to help make it go and He would do whatever he could to make sure you felt good about it as well. And that's one of the things I'll miss about him the most, and I'll miss his friendship as well. All right, there you go. Uh, Rest in peace to the great Eric Kruger. Yeah, one of those guys. And, again, you may not have known that name, but if you've listened a long, long time, you probably heard, you know, the name here and there, Eric Kruger, E. Kruger, and just everything, anything he talked about, there was was this great passion in it. And just to go back to that reference, if you want to pay tribute musically – to Eric Kruger, the last thing he ever recommended to me 
is that Iceberg Slim album, which I still have not listened to. It is Pimp, the story of my life. It is his like memoir of literally being a pimp. And he's like reading. It's like an audio book that they made into an, a rap album is basically what it is. And he heard Zay and me talking about rap, some particular rap album. And for some reason, he walks in, he told me about it, and it's one of those weird things. Like, he let me borrow his only copy, and then I felt so bad about it, I gave it back to him and said, man, I'll just I'll look it up on YouTube or something, I'll find it. In a weird way, I wish I'd kept it, because I would have that now uh, as a memory of him. But I do have that out. I'm going to listen to it. E. Kruger, wherever you are today, brother, I will listen to it at some point. I just haven't gotten myself quite to that mindset yet of, okay, I'm going to take the time. I'm going to listen because Eric was a music snob far beyond where I am, far beyond probably anybody I've ever worked with. And Cap said it best. He he knew music better than anybody. The way Craig Way knows Texas high school football. Yes. That's the way Eric knew every genre of music. He was it was a, insane. He and was, movies, too. Yeah, it, right. It's all just all kinds of things. Like Craig said, you wouldn't think he knew it. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, then you know they filmed that movie right over there five blocks away what what are you talking about just all those little things uh, yeah he had no so, no google necessary when you're hanging no out google Eric, right Eric exactly Kruger. yeah and he's one of those guys that it's you there was a lot of things said about eric kruger but i don't remember a lot of mean ones i don't remember many cruel things being said he was a nice dude and uh again weird in the best way like keep austin weird he was that to me he was here like 30 years or whatever it was and loved radio, loved doing it. And, uh, yeah, just just a, a big shout-out to his his wife and friends and family. I can't imagine what they're going through. Whatever it is that we're all going through in these last couple of weeks, yes, it sucks, and that's work stuff. But I always say it, our job gets to be something that takes all y'all's minds off of that, that kind of stuff. So to any of you that have ever emailed called, said it to us face-to-face. If you have ever told us that we took your mind off of death, that may be the biggest compliment I've ever heard. I've had people tell me, my mom died, my dad died of cancer, whatever it was, and you guys helped me through it. You may, you took my mind off of it. That's, that's the biggest compliment I think we could probably get. Uh, and Eric Kruger was a part of doing that a lot through the years. So uh, rest in peace to Eric Kruger. I'm going to go and uh, and check out the service tomorrow. Uh, I think Mike Caps might be speaking at the service tomorrow, actually. Um, and that is a that is a relationship, especially with baseball. As many games as you call in baseball, it really – like it mattered to me, as I said in the, in the deal. It mattered to me doing basketball. Imagine baseball, though. 162 in the majors. What do they do in minors? 140? 150, something like that? Every bit of it. And, my, yeah. and to get com- you got to be comfortable with that person. You don't want to hear a different name every time. Oh, man, I, I'm training somebody and I want to do this. So, you know, it's, uh, it's important. And, and, you know, Ty will tell you, like, as I'm trying to bring folks up in the business, trying to teach somebody how to run a board and whatever, I'm always trying to get them to focus. If you're doing a live game, focus on that other person. What do they need? What do they want? Make them comfortable because no position in our business is more important to me than what Ty's doing right now sitting in front of that board. For some reason, the words producer or board op, it can kind of be like a a swear word or a joke in our business, and I don't know why. I have no clue. I've tried to change that over my career, and I've maybe maybe not done the best job. I love it. For some reason, and that yeah, for some reason, the word producer is a great word in television. It's a great word in music. It is somehow not what it needs to be always in radio, but for me – it is the the position I respect more than any other because that's the person that's got the most in their hands at any one moment. They can screw it up faster than anybody. They can make it great, fat, better than anybody. And a great producer is so crucial. And I'm so goofy with this business. I can hear it from a distance. I can be driving and I can know who's producing or not. I've called people up and said, dude, I can tell it's you producing. That was tight. Well done. I've done that to people before because I can hear the difference. I can hear the difference between Eric Kruger producing a game and somebody else producing a game. You can literally hear those differences. I'm way more comfortable back here than I am in there in those seats. Is that right? Just having – I, I can only talk with my hands so much. I yeah. need to be doing something else. It's 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 way I I I I'm, I hope to one day be in your position, but until like I'm totally cool 
running things back here. I could, I, I could turn off your mic right now, Chad. Exactly, right? <laughs> you, could, yeah, you could do all kind, all that kind of stuff, right? And you, so many things are in your hands right now. And yeah, and Kruger was one of the one of the best at it. So shout out to all the great producers. Shout out to anybody who's ever put their hands on a board and a radio station and love doing it and and help to create that because it is so important. Um, all right, so that was the the tribute that we wanted to do. I know I think it's been on Coke FM today. I think B and E played it this morning as well. So yeah. I hope we gave Eric uh, his proper due. And um, I don't know, you know, I'm, I know they're going to get that tribute to his wife. And I'm, you know, it's one of those things of I have met her before and she's an incredibly sweet woman. I wish I didn't have to see her tomorrow, but I do. And uh, I'll give her a big hug if, if that's possible. And just just go and, and pay the respects tomorrow for that. So lots of sports, obviously, on the board for us today as well. A lot of football going on. We've been talking some Longhorns today. Pool party was yesterday. And, uh, you know, you got more pool parties coming up at, at other schools. Bizarre. But, but most importantly, you have practice getting started on Wednesday. They'll get a press conference or two done and talk. media can talk to coaches on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, it cranks up, gentlemen. The Longhorns will be in fall practice as of Wednesday. So, And by the way, I think if I'm seeing right, next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is like 105, 107, Woo! 108, whatever it is. But y'all should be happy about that because your team does have to go to T-Town week two. So... In, it's n- not as hot there as it is here. Nothing better to get, nothing better to get you ready for Tuscaloosa than uh, a good hot day in Austin, right? Sure, it's probably a little bit more humid there. I was going to say humidity might be a little well, bit different. Little they, s- hey, when they came here last year, they weren't ready for it. I can tell you that much. That was an 11 a.m. kick, though. What time does this kick? Seven. Uh, Seven. Yeah, it's later. Six. 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 Tonight, thirty-seven. Tonight whatever. Yeah, they yeah. played straight through the heat of the day when they came That's down true. here last year. That's a good point, dude. That night game and. Tuscaloosa is oh, going to be so awesome. They're going to be lo- they're going to lose their minds. As much as they are a, you know, they're one of those brands that can get accused of fans just show up and kind of moan and groan sometimes. Saban's yelled at them before about what are you doing? We're only up forty eight nothing on Western Carolina. Why, why are you going to the, back <laughs> he to got your mad at them for leaving? Yeah, why are you going back to your tailgate? <laughs> but when that place is full and it's popping, duck. I mean, it's one of those things I was jealous of as a fan of another team and as a team who entered the SEC was, okay, I would love to have what they have, which is over 100,000 people and the full stadium going around. Yep. The bull ring. Oh, yeah. They're one of those places where I remember you see it on TV and you think, good God, that must be tough to go in there. That's my favorite kind of stadium. Now, here in this state, you've got both Texas and Texas A&M essentially with that idea created now. Stadium goes all the way around. The sound is trapped and it dives to the field and it lets the other team know, you got to deal with these people too. Oh, yeah. I was at that game when Alabama came down. Uh, I've said it before on these airwaves, this job puts me in a position I definitely don't deserve to be in a lot of times. But you could feel the stadium when those fans got excited. So, and you know, there's those moments on TV when you're watching a game and you see the camera shake during mm-hmm. a crowd shot. Right. That's not a dude losing his grip. Yeah. That's, no, they are shaking that place. Those are incredible moments when you literally feel the stadium oh, move. Yeah. It's the best. You can feel it move. You feel the energy of it. And got to uh, do your job as a fan. That's it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, absolutely. I tell I go into whatever section I'm in. I, I let those people know. I'm like, hey, hey, we're, I'm going to yell for three and a half hours straight. And so are you. Yeah. <laughs> I tell the story all the time. I went at the Alabama game last year. I, I sat down in my seats, and there's the most classic three, you know, probably sixty year old old men, Texas fans, just sitting there with their arms crossed, uh-huh. looking like they had already lost the game. I said, hey. This is before kick. This is before kick. Okay. I, I turned around, wore my blue Sam Ellinger Colts jersey, and I, I said, hey. Sweet. We're not going to have any of that here. And like, you know, I'm a little confident. I've had a few beverages. You know. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Let me, let me get this straight. Not only do you give regular pregame section lectures yeah. at Texas games, <laughs> you will give it to three 60-year-old men? Listen, yeah. And so they, they kind of looked at me like, what are you about to tell us? That, that, that's going to change anything. And I was like, I, and I told, I like, you're sitting. All three of you look at yourselves right now. You're sitting there with your arms crossed. You're looking like you look like you already lost the game. You guys need to stand up. We're going to win this game. And of course, they're like, all right, we'll give it a chance. They like kind of respected the fact that I yeah. called them out. And Here then we, we go. And then we started playing well. And I was sitting next to an Alabama fan uh-huh. uh, who. It, it turned out the older men ended up telling me that this guy had like a, a show on HDTV. Whoa! Like, oh, it was like it was a big like it's called Southern Comfort. Or Where were something. you sitting? So you were sitting next to like a TV star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but I did, okay. I had no idea, and I was getting in this. I was like, 
you know, chest bumping this Alabama fan because <laughs> he was like kind of playing into it a little bit, like, oh, we're going to kick y'all's butts, you know, whatever. And then it was, it was a game, and I was like, what's up, man? And then he left at halftime, never came back, and those old, old dudes were like, yeah, you got that guy out of here. That's awesome. Like, and by the end of the game, they were full, fully bought in. They gave they gave me hugs when we left because I felt nice. obviously I was very disappointed. Oh yeah, the twenty nineteen yeah. loss. But hey, you got him ready. I'll do that for you. Yeah, you did I, at the T- I got in a fight with some kids at the TCU game. Hey, like, there you I, go. Not not too big of a fight, but I mean, I'll 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 talk some smack. I would have yeah. loved to, to our have phone seen, fans too. I would have loved to have seen what you did to him if he didn't leave at halftime and that late field goal goes through. I would oh. love to have seen what your reaction would have been. Probably would have shook his hand, sat oh. down. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm pretty respectful yeah. by the end of it. If you if you bring some, I, I just like beefing with people, but in a playful way, but kind of serious. Yeah. To where at the end of the game we can still have some mutual respect and we're not like cussing each other out, getting in a fist fight. It's it's like all right, but sometimes TCU fans, for example, last year, they they're not very you know respectable in most cases. Johnny Rogers, I love you, you're respectable, but mm-hmm. the <laughs> students sometimes can be a little uptight and. That you know, had to be handled. I yeah. can see that. I, I can go. see that. I could also see Alabama fans acting something like spoiled babies oh, just because they're so used to winning. Well, they all, everybody I talked to that was an Alabama fan said they had never been in an environment like that. And I was like, really? Seriously? Like, I feel like I'd been at louder Texas games. Personally. I hadn't experienced right. many environments like that. That was a special one. Yeah, and it's going to be that way on September the 9th, too, because whatever Alabama isn't in those non-con games or whatever, boy, they're going to be ready to go. There'll be, le- there'll be lectures being given by Alabama. If any Alabama fans are folding their arms, I guarantee you the Thai Alabama version is going to give them a lecture. <laughs> I'm sure. Early on, on September the 9th, and that is going to be a fun game. We're 36 days away from game one for Texas, which is, of course, Texas and Rice. More thoughts on that. Cowboys dealing with a couple of injuries, but I want to get both of these guys thoughts on the seasons for both of the teams uh we're all cowboy fans these two guys follow the longhorns and are rooting for them very closely i want to get predictions coming up also the all flex watch list we hit the quarterback group i like the list i'm even going to add a couple names to it of guys i'm interested in watching this football season uh we're also talking about the most overrated comedies of all time and give me a comedy that you think is better then Animal House. It came out today in 1978. All that's coming up on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Take no mess. That's good stuff. All right. My gut says James Brown is the way to go there. Yeah. And Papa Don't Take No Mess. Mm. That's the name of the song. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful title. The Godfather. That's that's words I live by. (laughs) Godfather of Soul. I never saw James Brown live, but that's a show right there. That's a show. That man had a little pro wrestling in his show. I appreciate anybody who put enough pro wrestling in where he'd do the bit at the end where he would be too weak to continue. <laughs> Wait most, a minute. It was the best. Most artists would just go off stage, and they get a little drink and maybe you know wipe, up, wipe off a little bit, calm down. Now we're going to come out and we're going to do my two biggest hits or whatever. That's how everybody does it. But James Brown would do this thing where he'd get to the end of that last main song, right? And he'd look weak, and he'd look like his knees were getting a little shaky. And a man would literally walk out on stage with a cape, with a big cape, and throw it over his over his shoulders and help him off stage. And you thought, oh, James has put so much funk out there. Wow. He, he's done. It's over. It was like a fight. It was like, again, like a wrestling match or a fight or a play. And then he'd go off stage. But the band would keep playing and it kind of mellow out. And then all of a sudden, he'd come back on. He'd gotten a little, he'd hulked up. Right? He'd get ready to go. And he'd come back on and do a couple more songs. And they would do that sometimes like two or three times at the end of the show. Wow. Incredible show. Commitment to the bit is amazing. They would do that every time. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a good thing. Good thing they didn't have social media because uh-huh. the bit would have been it would have been over. He would do it at it least would... at least twice. I think was a regular for a James Brown show. I remember the first time I saw that somebody showed it. I, mean, I see it on TV off a of record. What is that? It's so great. James Brown, Bismarcky, and Led Zeppelin. That's a music festival I would have loved to attend back in the day. Jacob Standard is here. Ty Henderson is here. The weird subject of the day is overrated comedies, but then also 
the comedy you think is better than Animal House. Somebody kicked in with Blues Brothers to them. Another Belushi movie is better than Animal House. So to you guys, I haven't gotten that one from you. Jacob, give me a movie you think is better than Animal House. Tropic Thunder. Oh, that was mine. Really? Tropic yeah. Thunder without a doubt. You, that is. You both picked that movie? That was exactly what I was going to say. I'm not kidding. Interesting. See, this is why we do a show. Ah, I like See. that. I like that. I would agree. I think Tropic Thunder is better than you could Animal not, House. You could not make that movie the, today, though. No, that's no, not, not a probably chance. Not. Probably not. And by the way, to that texture, I agree with you that Blues Brothers is better than Animal House. But guess what? I think it's overrated, too. Same. I've never even seen Blues Brothers. I think they're both overrated. And before you think it's because I'm a Belushi hater, I think it's because both movies wasted him. Ooh. I really do. I don't think they used him enough. It's just like when I heard the first Little Kim album. Everybody was thinking, oh, Chad will come back talking about it, it was too dirty. Uh, uh, uh. Wasn't dirty enough. Wasn't dirty enough. <laughs> they, they didn't turn her loose enough on that first record. If you're going to sell me on a brand, right. I want to hear more of the, you know, what you're yeah. selling. I don't want you to give me something else after I get in the door. I love John Belushi, and I just thought both movies didn't realize he was John Belushi enough um, in those. So that's just me. When I heard that today was Animal House anniversary, I just thought, yeah, it's one of those movies. For me... It's an overrated comedy. So tell us your overrated comedies and the ones you think that are better than Animal House. Somebody says Airplane is better than Animal House. I agree. I also, have to agree. Also Blazing Saddles, and I'd agree on that one too. Yep. Good on both of those. Whoever that texture is, well done. How do you feel That's- about Animal House being Bucky Godbolt's favorite comedy of all time? Um, it makes sense because of his age. It's, whoa, it, whoa. No, no, no. It makes perfect sense because of his timeline. There's certain people where, depending on your age at the moment it came out, it had it, it, it hits him differently. So it was 44 years ago? Yeah, because but yesterday. 78, I, I turned four in 78. So I wouldn't I didn't get to see this movie in its context. So Bucky is 14. Right. Perfect. To think about what that is, you didn't see anything like that. This is one of the most important comedies ever. I might put it on the Mount or Rushmore. 24, sorry. I'll put it on the Mount Rushmore of important comedies. I'll do that all all day because of what it put on TV, you'd, what it put on a screen, rather, that you'd never seen. It took some of the, like, Mad Magazine, National Lampoon's Magazine kind of stuff. That's a National Lampoon's movie, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a National Lampoon's vibe, but to take that kind of silliness and put it on a movie, not many people had pulled it off. So it is great in that regard. For me, when you break it down into, like, a movie, does it hold its, Does it hold time well? I think the ending of the movie is completely useless. And it just falls apart to me. So, like, have your daughters? Has your daughter seen? Not Animal House. Do you no. think she would enjoy it? Uh, I don't. That's okay. my guess. I don't think she'd enjoy it. But I, I mean, see the main reason I enjoy most of these older movies is because my mom like made it a point to be like, "Hey, you're sitting down and you're watching right. Animal House, Days Confused, Airplane, you know, all, all those classics." So I. There's a bit of a nostalgia factor for even for me there because I remember you know sitting down with my mom, being, her being like, "This is hilarious, and you're gonna watch it." Yeah, we're taking her through with some some of those. Like I'm trying to find the right moment to show her The Hangover. I'm trying. I mean, how old is she? She's 16. Oh, and I'm just trying to find that right time. But then it's like, do I want to be there? That's the other thing with the great comedies. I want them to. I want her to experience it, but like, do I really want her to be to me be there? Because you yes. remember how it was watching those kind of movies with your parents. Well, my mom, my mom, she's a little different. She's she's yeah. the cool she's the cool parent. No, yeah. I know, and my dad was that way. So like, it's it's a little bit of a balance for me. I would say yes. Watching those kinds of movies with my parents or like stand up specials has shifted the conversation between us. Now, now we can kind of have we both have unfiltered comedy with adult, each other. Adult right. conversation. Oh, exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, That's good. there I, is no more protection. I did make my daughter sit down and watch the South Park musical. Okay. Oh, she's definitely ready for what, the hangover. You saw it on Broadway? Uh, oh, no, no. We watched the movie. Oh, the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a three-way musical movie thing where my wife wanted everybody to see Grease. I'd never seen Grease. Okay. My daughter wanted everybody to see Hamilton because she's fallen in love with Hamilton. Big Hamilton guy. And then I said, well, then y'all have to watch my favorite musical, the South Park musical. Are you a fan of Les Miserables? Never seen it. Never seen a movie or a production. Oh man, I've, I've been to Broadway, seen seen it twice live, and then the movie. I mean, Russell Crowe, Javert in that movie. Obviously, you've never seen it, so you don't know any of these characters. But so you would advise, I, it made me love musicals. You really? Would, you yeah. would advise the Russell Crowe version? Well, a lot of people hated Russell Crowe oh. and thought his performance in the movie was bad, but I I loved it. Fair enough. I sing all his his songs, Javert songs in the movie in my car alone. I sang it this morning. No, you did on the way to work. I did. Nice. I swear to God. That's awesome. I sang it on um, Craig Way's music survey. That was that was one of my picks on there. I think it was my guilty pleasure. That's incredible. Nice. Yeah. Would you like to sing it now? Uh, 
I mean, I have to put the, find the music for the background, but sure. I'll, oh, sing, you I'll, want, sing, it, I'll sing it next hour. Oh, oh we God, are signing you, you like up for that. whole production. You know what? That's why today matters right there. <laughs> Ty <laughs> sings Lay Miz. That is happening. If you won't stay for that, I can't make you stay for anything else. Maybe this is how we boost producer titles and radio. Well, I'm a really good singer. It's, right, guys. exactly. We just kind of open the door for like, you're like a hybrid player I'm a now. state champion yeah. Westlake Choir <laughs> member. Ty will, Ty will sing Lay Miz in honor, I don't even know if it fits, but in honor of Dak Prescott's birthday. How about we do that? So, yeah, the song I'll sing is called Stars. So and, perfect. Perfect stars. There are stars on helmets, and now the I'm excited. He's got a track selected, and the Cowboys star is turning for uh, 30, not 40, 30 tomorrow. All right, let's get you your flex segment. We've arrived at quarterbacks on the all flex watch list. They're kind of important. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All righty. All Flex watch list gets to quarterbacks. Remember, go check out flexatx.com, flxatx on your social media. If you missed any of the other lists, we hit all the positions all the way down to special teams and long snappers and everybody this week. But we finish with quarterbacks and uh so there's definitely quarterbacks in the area filling some big shoes literally or just stepping into a role that is a big big deal uh and let's start with Allie Scott at LBJ that's going to be an interesting position to watch this year Allie has certain de- certainly done some good things at LBJ now he is the man for sure there Ashton Dickens of Lockhart Makes the list from the Flex crew. Cameron Dickey. Oh, if you don't know about the Dickey brothers in Crockett, they are putting up numbers. Offense and defense. The quarterback, Cameron Dickey, makes the all-flex list. Cody Stover of Wimberley. I know he was an all-flex guy last year uh, as we went through the season. How about the name Deuce Adams? He transfers into Vandegrift and becomes a really interesting story. He's the son of Mike Adams, the former Texas receiver. There's also a guy named Eli Adams, his brother, that's a Vandegrift receiver. That Vipers team is going to be interesting. Caden Leone of Lake Travis, Mason Cochran of Round Rock. We've talked a lot about him. Congrats to that group. They won 7-on-7. Seven seven. Now can they go win it all? Noah Boris of Georgetown, Paxton Land of Westlake, and Will Hammond of Hutto, Ty, since your quarterback is on that list, I'll ask you. Give me your Paxton Land thoughts right now as a Westlake fan. I'm confident. Yeah? I mean, it's quarterback factory. Uh, yesterday they ran 50-40s uh, in their performance course I saw on Twitter, which has been a tradition since Todd Dodge has come. 50-40s? You have to run 50-40s back to, like, you know, consecutively full speed. Uh, and then you finish it with two 100-yard sprints. Oh, so the 50-40s is not even it? No. But oh. it, it's the whole point. It's like... When they first told it, because they, they tell you the first day of summer training or whatever, like, yeah, at the end of this, y'all are going to run 50-40s. And everyone's like, oh, man, because you, yeah. you can barely run, like, 20, you know, the, the first week. Sure. And then by the end of it, it's just easy. And that's it's kind of it's a, it's a confidence booster. Nice. Say. But they've been putting in work out there, Paxton Land. Um, and the, a lot of the Keith McCree, um, Jack, Jackson Coker, or not, yeah. not Co- Jackson Coker, um, rest in peace. Uh, what's the running back's name? Why am I blanking? Oh, right Kaiser. Now? Jackson Kaiser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I got to see I, – I saw them a little bit at one of the seven-on-sevens. Paxton Land looks a lot more comfortable than last year. Yeah, I mean, coming off injury last yeah. year, too, didn't help. Yeah, um, right. Being healthy is big. Probably, I mean, getting a full offseason as the bona fide starter um, will, will definitely help him this year. A couple other names I'll throw out because when you fill the shoes of Austin Novosad, they're going to be paying attention. Jack Williams at Dripping Springs. Keep an eye on him. The Bastrop situation is interesting to me. Quintalen Joyner transferred. Remember, his brother goes to USC. Uh, Quentin joined to the running back. But Quintalen transfers from Maynard to Bastrop, and Quintalen is there. A kid named Braden Tuck is there. They're both pretty good. Which one wins the job? I think a lot of people think it's going to be Joyner. I'm interested to watch in that story. And then, since he transferred from Maynard, Jason Zardovitz is the name I keep seeing. I see a lot of workouts from Maynard. I've seen some video on him. He can spin a football. Now, I don't know if Maynard's going to put an offense together to let him do it, because their offense has been a little weird these last couple of years. It was all about running. Now I think they've gotten, if I'm not mistaken, there's a coach that's gone to Maynard 
that has been on a throwing team, has been on a little more of a throwing mindset. So now what does it look like with Zardavets? That's a guy I'm looking uh, for this season, too. All Flex watch list. Check it out. Flex ATX on social media. All right. So with Ty and Jacob hanging out today, they're both Cowboys fans. I'm a Cowboys fan. Fellas, how confident are you about the Dallas Cowboys this year? Oh, I'm feeling fantastic. Is it a win total? Is it win the division? Is it just make a playoff run? I mean, where are you on this team right now? Well, do I have to be reasonable? Well, no, because it's the summertime and we've got, what is it? We're 44 days from the first game. Do whatever you want. Yeah, so until the Cowboys beat me back into my place themselves, because the only thing that can stop the Cowboys this year is the Cowboys, I mean, you got to think of them as Think of them as a team to at least be a favorite to represent the NFC. I mean, what? how many teams are better than them in the NFC going into the Super Bowl this year? You got San Francisco, Philly. Is w- it Dallas? I would definitely reorder those first two, but yes. Oh, Philly okay, and San Francisco. Sure, right? sure. I'd but, probably put Dallas above San Francisco. Okay, see? so you're Just, either- with, just because of the Brock Purdy. Like, dude, I mean, obviously he was good last year. Coming off that injury, I've had a UCL injury. That's not something easy to deal with. It can be a lot of complications with that. I know their defense is badass, but I, I don't know. I, I, I like Dak better than not knowing for sure what's going to happen at the quarterback. Absolutely. Position. And so, like, that's both of us putting them at least in the top three. So you're contending to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, which would yep. be amazing. I mean, to me, that's – I think that's where you have to get if you're Mike McCarthy, too. I think your job depends on To the on Super that. Bowl? Well, maybe the NFC Championship. That's where I'm at. But <laughs> that's think, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, that's, that's where, where you're at because that's where they haven't been. My entire life. Right. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Mine as well. God, that just makes me sad. Yep. I was born in 96. Trust me, my dad's a big Cowboys hater, and he lets me know that is, daily. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad you just mentioned that hunk of perspective for me, an older fan. So you guys literally were born after they won Super Bowl 30. I'm we not, only I'm know the losers. What are you, 96? 96. 96. We only know the losers. Wow. And it's... Yeah, I mean that that really is it. That's why I try to stay realistic as a Cowboys fan now because you got to see it to to get to that next level and yeah, they haven't really been never seen it. To not get to that game, not it, it's not about the Super Bowl for me. It's about can you get to the final four? I, I was a, I was a teenager before the Cowboys even won a playoff game. Right. Oh, it was a huge drought. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's only and what they've won four, three? I was going to say in your lifetime it's 3 to 5 somewhere in there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a part of it. It's an interesting way to look at it, though, in terms of the NFC. Somebody just texted uh, Cowboy, boys to the bowl, with exclamation oh, That's points. what I'm talking about. And it being in Vegas. Oh, that would be Jerry's going to have to hire dream. babysitters for everybody. Oh, how much, how much was Dez's babysitter? Because we need, we need about 54 of them. Speaking of <laughs> Vegas, if you're betting over-under on interceptions for Dak, 13.5, says a texter, over-under. Does he? Yeah, probably under I'd probably it's a probably around that number to be honest. I, I could see him being anywhere from ten to fifteen. I would agree. I would agree. I, I'm going to go under just because I think of the uh, the philosophy changes on offense. Um, I think Kellen Moore wasn't a bad coach. I think he was a bad fit for what the Cowboys want to do. I think he thought the world of Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott's really you know a slightly more cleaned up version of Donovan McNabb. So let's get him in you know. On the move, in space, mm-hmm. play-action fakes. That's where his best QBR is. There's a 20-point difference from play-action to regular dropbacks. Run the ball consistently, commit to it, and I think we can clean up those turnovers just by simplifying Dak's targets. Give him two or three options on one half of the field in space so he can just keep it and run if he needs to. Uh, yeah, I think I would go with under on that, too, on the 13.5. Somebody uh, texted in, Zach has lost to Jimmy G and Purdy. There's no need to bring things up. Why would you bring things up? Uh, it says, silly Cowboy homers. They said, Cowboys should be worried about the Niners also. Uh, no doubt. 100%. That's the boogie no man. Doubt. Ty, yeah. Ty saying he'd put them a little bit above the Niners. I would probably still go Philly, Niners, Cowboys. The other team I would ask about, are we certain right now that the Cowboys are better than Minnesota? This year, yes, yes, for sure, yes. The de- okay. I don't think Minnesota did enough on the defensive side of the ball to okay. to sure up that. That was was that the worst defense in the NFL last year? Maybe Detroit. Yeah, I say it was in the discussion. But I, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins good. They added uh, Jordan Addison, who had his issues last week that might have been cleared up by a you know he was taking his dog to the vet or something. But the weapons are going to be there. I, don't, I think Kirk Cousins is Dak Prescott with a little bit less moxie. Hmm. Um, what about this Dalvin Cook to the Jets idea? Does that help? 
I feel like that's probably the one spot where I could like legitimately see him going. I know I'm, I know he's supposed to take a visit to the Patriots. Yeah, because I kind of love that idea for New York. It'd be cool. Because you've already got Brees Hall. And he's coming off injury. If, not, you, if you sign Dalvin Cook to a one-year deal, you're not really – you still have Brees Hall in your back pocket. You're you not can let to- him get healthy. Right, you're not totally counting on Dalvin Cook. You're not saying, Dalvin, you got to help us out, man. Yeah, and they got Michael Carter, too, who was at North Carolina. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Two, yeah, I think this will be his third year. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's gotten starter mm-hmm. uh, starter load the past – you know. At least for at least half of the year last year when Brees Hall went out. Yeah, he oh yeah he was in that run of really good backs and receivers. Mac Brown had a few years ago. Yeah, Carter. Yeah, it's a good point. Forgot so, about him. Uh, that's not done yet, by the way. But they say Dalvin Cook. That's a possibility. Is, that, is he visiting there? He's vis- I think he's visiting visiting, Jets and they're and doing Patriots. medical physicals on him and all that. And yeah. yeah, they're trying to figure it out. I heard Kyle Brandt this morning on Good Morning Football refer to it as Aaron's midlife crisis. You go and you have this you know this car and you dump a bunch of money into it and you're really interested for a year. And then it kind of fades away. And then it just sits and in the then, driveway. So, so yeah. why the hell not? Add Dalvin Cook to that roster in New York, and let's just see where Aaron's midlife crisis project ends up. Because the Oof. real truth is he just didn't want to retire the same year as Brady. I'm, Nobody wants to follow that Hall of Fame speech. I don't know, man. I might be falling for it. But watching those videos of him chunk the ball to Garrett Wilson, I think those two are That was clean. Out. They're going to help each other out a ton. Well, you're going from your best receiver being Alan Lazard, who's on the Jets now. Yep. To, you got Garrett Wilson. Is Corey Davis isn't there anymore? Is uh, he? Correct. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I think and that you have a lot more weapons than and, than you did last year in Green Bay. And on the other side, I mean that defense I, is yeah. Well, no, I'm saying on the other side for Garrett Wilson. Imagine the first time Garrett Wilson ran like a 12 yard out, 15 out, whatever the route was, and that ball comes humming in there from Aaron Rodgers when those dudes had been throwing you the ball, Wilson White. Even even what's Flacco. left even what's left of Joe Flacco <laughs> and Flacco can be more accurate than people give him credit for. But this is you won a game last year. This is the very end of Joe Flacco. I bet you the smile on his face was incredible. Oh yeah, that ball just like laser beamed in there, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that's what it looks like. Okay, cool. That dude is without a doubt going to be a top five receiver in the next three years. May I think mainly because he's going, he's getting reps against. Probably sauce. With the sauce, who's yeah. maybe already the best corner yeah, right. in the NFL. And and they have I was watching some videos of them and their reps as it was actually a hard knocks preview. Mm, and they see him there's no eat. there's no beef. Like they're not they're like, Good rep, man. That was good yeah. D. Like or, they're helping each or other. Gary Wilson will beat yeah. him and be like, damn, like you got me there. Like see, slap him on the back. I don't like yeah. that. I don't I like kinda that. Because they're they both know they're so good. You and, know, it's, and that, yeah, I, that that's the sick part of it. If you can get to that level where you're screaming at each other on the field, but then as you're walking off the field, it's like, hey, remember, take that left hand and do this. Like tuck that. Cause when you go, when you make that cut, if I know where you're going, you know, all that little thing little stuff where you got one of the best young guys telling one of the best young guys on the other side what you're doing, hey man, you gave me the tell on that. What do you mean? I knew you were running the out. I could tell you were running yeah. the out because here's what you do on your out route. Like, oh man, thanks. For, you know, you get to that level and you're having Aaron Rodgers involved, that could be dangerous. Yeah, no, that's one of my favorite things that I'm looking forward to on this this hard knocks release is the interactions within that quarterback room. Is Zach Wilson making his life hell ever since he got there, or was the common address between the two? Yeah. Or plus, how many times does Zach Wilson's mom bring cook bring cookies? I mean, that's oh, going to happen, right? Hey, hey, Aaron. Oh, right. Exactly. Oh, He's single right now, isn't he? No. He's single. Aaron, you know, I tried one of those ayahuasca retreats. They're probably, they're probably oh. around the same age. They were incredible. Aaron, I'll go hang out in a cabin in the dark for a week with you. <laughs> they're probably around <laughs> the same age. I don't want to do that. that it, not that it matters for his mom, clearly. Not that it matters. <laughs> not that or it matters. Or his mom's friends, sorry. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. Geez. All right, uh, coming up, we will get you where are we at in society. We'll find something else to talk about here. There's a lot going on in the world of sports. There always is. We'll go back to the injury stories in the NFL, another big one we haven't talked about yet today. Plus, there are pool parties on the way for a couple of uh, for a couple of Longhorn rivals, certainly a couple of future Longhorn rivals. Up next, also in your 2 o'clock hour, we'll talk about the Big 12, Colorado in, who's coming with them. We'll talk about it on the horn. I like it. I don't know it, but I like it. 
Ty, I do not recognize it. Who is it? The Brothers Johnson. Okay. Strawberry Letter 23. Now that's a great title. Did they say that in the song? Yeah. Yes? Yes, they did. The <laughs> Brothers Johnson. <laughs> Is this a uh, relatively new actor or an old? No, one? this is this is old. Old school. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard this. Honestly. Yeah, no, I haven't heard it. Uh, the Brothers Johnson, James Brown, Bismarcky, and Led Zeppelin on the show today. Uh, speaking of music, Ty's going to sing Lay Miz coming up in the 2:30 segment. I didn't realize this was a thing, but apparently it is. He's a big fan of Lay Miz. He, is this your favorite song from Lay Miz? You'll be singing. Yes. Okay. And you sang it on the way to work today. Uh, almost every day. Almost every day. At least once a day. Interesting. To practice. Think about since, that, too. Since That's like, at like 5 a.m. for him. Since like sophomore year of high school, probably. So we're Really? Oh. Probably like at least 10 years. Man. 15, Everybody's got 15. their own thing. Everybody's got their own deal. I, <laughs> sang, I sang the Oak Ridge Boys as I was I have a, work today. I, I'm very well versed. Like I, I like a lot of different types of music. Yeah. So you, I, I'm not a big on like listening to one playlist of one genre. Okay. I, I, have, I like to mix it all up. Mix it up. You know, feel, feel the vibes out. You can skip a few songs, but. The lame is is always there. Okay, you know, wow. got to warm up my voice in the morning. Come on, wow, this will do. I can't wait to hear it. Are you an Oak Ridge Boys guy at all? Um, uh, I don't, I don't think I'm familiar. Come on in, baby, take a load off. Come on in, baby, take a load. No, yeah. it sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure, it sounds just like it's that. A, yeah. see, it was dead on. I will say that was dead on. You cannot top that at two thirty. Uh, he'll try though. Why today matters on July the twenty eighth. Ty will give us a little lay Miz. This is where we at in society. Let's uh, play Mike Gundy because we don't have many times to do it. Here we where go. are we at in society today? That is right. The last where we at in society with Zay will be on Tuesday. Zay and I are both off Monday. Last show on Tuesday. Zay picked up this segment from the pet. This this segment has been around for a couple different iterations of the show. Shout out to BK and my favorite RDF, Ronald, uh, for coming up with it. I think they're the ones that would have created this segment ultimately. Uh, so we have a lot of fun with it. There's always weird stuff going on. Do you guys have anything outside the world of sports right now? Maybe it's inside the world of sports, but just like weird, strange stories you've heard um, that's on your mind today. Have you heard of that story of uh, Carly Russell who – uh, it was like a, she. Oh yeah, the fake dog yeah. thing. Yeah, the, the, she she the, faked her own kidnapping. Yes, the fake the kidnapping. Wait a minute. By saying she pulled over for not a dog, a baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She claimed she pulled over to to help a baby that was just walking down the road, and at first everybody thought, "Oh my God, somebody uses a baby as bait to kidnap people." That's sinister. And then they just found out she was flat lying. Yeah. And now she's she has actually just been charged. Really? Um, I'm not sure what the charges Wait, are. Self-kidnapping? I mean, what? No, well, it's just like you you can't, they supposedly, between the police department and the FBI, there was over like $100,000 of resources committed to like oh, this case, like okay. finding yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, like, you can't just come out and be like, well, and she admitted she lied. So, Did she, okay, oh. so she's admitted it now. Yeah, through right. her lawyer. But wow. That is a why. I'd love to hear the full version from her. But about, why? I, I want to know the why. Yeah. Right. What? Is, what is the thing? I mean, if there? the goal was to get attention, yeah, you're getting your. I just got an update on my phone with your name in it. If that's kind of attention you want, <laughs> but, but you're you're gonna have to pay some money. I don't think she was. Yeah. Right. What was what was her perfect version that she shows up and everybody's glad she's back and that's it. Maybe there was like a reward or that's something that. that was eventually gonna be. I don't know. Usually, probably not the sharpest tool in the shed. I, I, I ha, could imagine. You know what? How dare you? How <laughs> dare you even assume that? Clearly, we're talking about a Mensa member here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a weird one. I would love to hear, though, if she like had a friend she confided in or like a, a journal online. Listen to me being an old man. All right, a TikTok that she had. Just something <laughs> something where she lays the plan out. That right? probably would have. Honestly, people are that dumb to where they do just post cr- they're them committing crimes right. on social media. like. Instagram live, TikTok, like you were saying. So this would be the plan. Just tell me the I'm sure, plan. I'm sure there's something out there. What is the plan that you had in your mind? Yeah, that is a crazy, crazy story. Um, so yeah, that 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 fits. That fits a where we at in society. You got anything, Jacob? Anything? Have y'all heard of your this mind? this Queen of Chaos? No. So there queen is of chaos. There's no. a, yeah. So Barstool was they put up a tweet about it. It's a Kentucky sorority girl dubbed the Queen of Chaos appears in her tenth mugshot. As she oh, boasts, this is one of my favorites. I stole a car, wrecked it, and then brought it back to my dorm. Let me see if I can read the names on these other mugshots. We've got Failure to Appear, 
Mm-hmm. Theft of firearm. Whoa. Probation violation. Serving time. Okay. Contempt of court. Man. And the list goes on and on. Isn't this like a college age? Kentucky you know? sorority girl. Yeah. 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 Okay. Queen of chaos. I need some girls like that. Let me go ahead and ask, let me go ahead and ask the probably outdated, insensitive question. What does she look like? Do you have a picture for me? She's a very pretty blonde. Is she? Let me see the picture. Because that will help. That will help to really flesh the well, story looks, out. She looks crazy. Here, I'll in quote, I'll quote tweet this really? barstool. I'll That's quote good. tweet this bit from barstool, and then you can see it that way. Okay. All yeah, right. it's because um, you got to see her. I mean, that is. No, I know. I, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out how this how this works. And isn't if, at a certain point point isn't that like racketeering though when you commit that many crimes, or is that just felonies? Um, I don't know. I went to business school. A few of those sound uh, like felonies. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention. I also went to public school in high school. So so, so did I. When you put them together, I think it does become bad, right? When you put all of that together, I don't (laughs) think that's a good thing. I don't think that's. Oh, there we go. Okay. There you go. So you can see her now. Queen of Chaos. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the pretty people rule is definitely in effect here. This. Make what she looks like makes this story way more interesting, right? Way more interesting. How did she get the car? <laughs> yeah, and the middle picture is the one they should have uh, blown up. Yep, that's the best one. Is that her favorite? <laughs> that's her favorite. Look at and then that bottom picture that's in the circle. She just looks like a normal person, doesn't she? She looks like there's nothing really, truly insane about her. But then some of those faces, wow, my goodness! All so, right. You think she's just bragging about these to her friends? I think she is, yes. She's the queen of chaos. And nobody's stopping her? You just said it. All right. When you try to stop her, you know what she does? She goes and steals another car. She pulls that smile out. That's the problem. She flashes that smile, and you just it all melts away. She said, 10, I'm going for Bill Russell. I want 11. It <laughs> all goes away. I am so glad a woman like that never proposed something truly criminal to me in my life at the wrong time. I tend to attract girls like that. Do so. you? Uh-oh. I, yeah, I like a little crazy. Do you? Sure. Yeah. So what about this one? Okay, so now you, where does this girl fall for you on the crazy hot meter? Is she hot enough no. to justify that crazy? No. No. Okay. That's one of my favorite bits, though. The, yeah, the it hot, is. The hot crazy. <laughs> That's real. It's real. That is a huge part of the it's pretty people rule. with the line going through it. If you're yeah. pretty, if you're pretty enough, uh, we will allow a lot of things. I don't know if she's quite there, but you can judge for yourself on that one. And uh, our man Jacob Standard is simply at. Jacob Standard on Twitter. If you want to go check that out right now, Ty is, I always get this wrong, at Texas Ty Guy. Texas Guy Ty. Texas every, Guy I, Ty. That's Flawless. Really, really, it's really hard for people. I, I don't get it understand wrong that. every time. At Texas Guy Ty. The tie is at the end of it. Okay. Uh, up next, we'll talk uh, Big 12 and uh, what happens now after the Colorado move in the 2 o'clock hour. I want to get the guys' thoughts on Texas. They told me what they thought the Cowboys were going to do this year. What do they think the long? 